0: Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Happy Sunday, everyone, and thanks for joining me tonight for the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, matchmaker and founder of singleinthecity.ca, joined by philanthropist and media personality, the lovely, beautiful Joan Kelly Walker. Missed you, girl. I know. I miss you, too. I can't wait to give you a big hug. (laughs) I know. When is that going to be? OMG. I was like, we were just talking off air about it was two years ago now that I was at your cottage. Like, time just flies.
0: Yeah, yeah. COVID just sort of, like, created this blur for the last year and a half. So, everything is, like, delayed, kind of. So, we'll have to get you up here again soon.
1: I'd love that. All right. Now, for tonight... How can embracing your feminine lead to empowerment and healthier relationships? Tonight's guest, Destin Garrick, is going to be shedding light on exactly that. Destin is the founder and CEO of The Evolved Masculine, a coaching and training company for men, and the author of The Evolved Masculine, Be the Man the World Needs. Tonight, we'll be talking about how men can embrace their inner feminine, how you can transform your life based on this, and how it can lead to the best sex. Of your life. Thanks for joining us tonight, Dustin. How's it going?
2: That's fantastic, and thank you for having me on.
1: Of course. Now, where are you calling in from? Where exactly do you reside? I don't think I asked. I live in
2: the I live in the San Diego region, but I'm actually in the midst of relocating to Bali for the rest of the year. Oh <gasps> nice, nice. Yeah. Uh,
1: Joan is also in a beautiful location so you guys are very very lucky what you do is based on the idea of the evolved masculine empowering men from a bit of a different perspective than we're used to helping them to understand their inner feminine what does this mean and why do you think it's important because some guys would be thinking inner feminine I don't I don't want <laughs> to tap into that <laughs> so why is it important well,
2: well I think that's that That reaction is the root of the problem and why it is so important. Um, I'd say that the biggest uh, distinction between what I refer to as the evolved masculine versus what is typically referred to today as the toxic masculinity is the relationship to the feminine. Uh, As men, well, starting as boys, we learn to subtly or even very overtly to diminish feminine, to see it as less than. Uh, the worst thing in the world as a, as a boy is to be seen as a girl, a sissy, even a faggot. All of these things are anathema to, to young boys. So it, it, by learning that there's something inherently shameful, wrong, or less than about the feminine aspects that live within us internally uh, affects how we end up viewing and relating to the feminine in women as well. Hmm.
0: And what about uh, viewing and looking at the masculine in women?
2: Well,
1: <laughs> I, I think
2: that, the, that those are connected as well. I mean, when, when we're taught that, uh, well, at its core, I believe that every one of us carries the capacity for any and all of these energies, attributes, expressions, uh, more masculine, more feminine, they all exist within us. And through a combination of nature and nurture, meaning like, you know, our genes and our environment growing up and what have you, we end up expressing more in certain ways and more in other ways. But the truth is, like, we're whole human beings and any aspect of self uh, that we're denying is keeping us from being whole and it's keeping us from being able to see and embrace and love really the whole of our partners or other people as well.
1: Now for men that want to try to shift towards this type of lifestyle, uh, what do you think are the first steps that they should take?
2: Uh, well I'm a big fan of sex. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of sex because it's, it, it's it's an incredible carrot especially for most men. I mean like I mean it's one of the reasons why I, I speak so much about how I, it, this really is a pathway to the best sex of your life that most people, most men uh, as well, uh, want more and better sex. And if through actually reclaiming these parts of yourself that you have disowned and maybe like to try to pretend aren't there or otherwise feel ashamed of and give you that access point, well, that might, you know, perk some years, amends years up. Hmm. right
1: and and so how can they begin to do this though
2: uh, sorry <laughs> um, uh, well, I
1: know it's hard to explain yeah, in like fifty minutes but <laughs>
2: <laughs> if we use if we use sex as the uh as the gateway, a lot of it is rooted in what I refer to as attunement or sexual attunement in this case of starting to bring greater attention to your body and uh n- and your senses. So men have a tendency today, especially, to be very much stuck in their heads, stuck in their minds. You know, we spend so much time either in uh, sitting or in front of screens, sitting on a couch, watching TV, in front of a phone or a laptop, um, in, behind the wheel of a car. So that Everything is like sitting, looking out, analyzing, and making judgments really about the world. And this ends up transferring over to sex too often, where sex becomes another thing, sex and women become another thing to figure out. If I could just figure out the right combination of buttons, maybe I can get an orgasm to pop out. And, and the, what we're talking about here really is getting out of your head and sinking into your body to be able to feel something that can be a bit of a challenge for some men to actually feel what is happening in your body, even on the very subtle levels. So your gateway, how you can do so, is working with your senses, your sight, your hearing, your smell, your taste, your touch. When you're tuned into your five senses, you are not in the the chatter of your mind.
0: So, Destin, uh, you're talking about... You know, all of our feelings are very subtle and you need to tune into all your senses. But, you know, male or female, masculine or feminine, I think sometimes that's a really hard thing to do. Just, I mean, look at the day and age we live in. there's so much coming at us. How do you tune that mm. out so that you can go inward
2: to do the work that you need to do? Well, first of all, I think that's a great question. Um, that, that is, uh, we are living in a hyper-stimulated world. I honestly think that this is one of the reasons why, uh, like, a lot of the BDSM related stuff has become uh, so much more popular, is that a lot of folks just feel like they need more, harder, faster in order to feel anything. And really what I'm proposing is going the opposite direction. Uh, Not that there's anything bad or wrong with that, but rather this is another avenue to explore, which is the subtle and uh, how it, it requires a different type of attention. You know how when you, uh, have you ever like licked your finger and put it around the, uh, the lip of a, a glass and made that uh, musical sound? That, mm. you know, yeah,
1: uh, usually with wine.
2: Yeah, exactly, there you go. Uh, um, <laughs> that, that place that you go inside of yourself to try to find it, you know, a place you kind of tune into, that's the place we're talking about here. And so most people have some form of a reference point like that. And it's just starting to, like, bring that type of uh, awareness into exploring these other things. I mean, you could take a moment right now and just like close your eyes and bring your, uh, wherever you are listening to this, and bring your attention to your sense of hearing. What do you notice in your environment around you? First of all, you probably hear my voice. What else? I personally hear some rustling of leaves on outside. You might hear a hum of a a computer or uh, something in an office space or something, you know, sounds outside of your car or beeping of horns. If you tune in to even subtler levels, you might be able to even notice the sounds of your own breathing.
1: Right now- you for
2: subtler and subtler sensations. And over time, something really powerful is cultivated.
0: Wow, so Destin, it sounds like you encourage all kinds of meditation. is that right, so that you can take that hyper stimulated state and instead use that energy and stream it inward so uh is that right like you you think meditation is really uh like the foundation here
2: i I mean it certainly helps, but I also like to expand our our notion of what meditation is yeah. and can be yeah. Uh, it, it, a meditation can be more than simply sitting still for 20 minutes or two hours um, but really any time that you're uh, getting out of your mental chatter and being fully tuned into this present moment and again your five senses are a powerful gateway to do so
1: alright guys we need to take a break healing from your past is up for discussion after this message we'll be right back
0: back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bilotta with Joan Kelly Walker and our guest, Destin Garrick. We are discussing how men can get in touch with their inner feminine. After going through some of your material, uh, I noticed that you mentioned that shifting your mindset like this also means leaving behind toxic masculine attributes. So what kind of things do you think men should leave behind?
2: Yeah, well, again, I really view toxic masculinity at its core uh, about a uh, being rooted in a diminishment or belittling of the feminine, uh, making it less than or even wrong.
1: By, being, by crying, like being emotional, for example.
2: That is a great example. Uh, our relationship to our emotions period. Again, as, as men, it's often said that the only emotion that we're really allowed to have is anger. And so we have, uh, you know, a world full of angry men. And we act, men actually have an entire range of uh, emotions that exist within us. We're just quite often disconnected from those emotions. And the disconnect, like not even knowing what I'm feeling, uh, can lead to all sorts of problems. I I think it has a lot to do with why we have such uh, rampant alcoholism, uh, high suicide rates, uh, various other opioid uh, abuse, as well as domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. So I have a question.
0: I I think this is a good question at this point and we might be getting to that later, but like I'm a mom and I'm raising some wonderful boys. um, So I'm concerned, like you said, you know, we, we seem to have a generation of of a lot of angry men. How as a mother can I make sure that I'm not encouraging that in my boys?
2: Yeah, well, this is, (laughs) this is an interesting one, right? Because on one hand, uh, how can you raise him to uh, be more in touch with his, his emotions and his more like fullness of who he is? However, what I've seen happen too often as well is that some mothers end up raising their sons in such a way that the boy ends up growing up having a hard time connecting to his masculinity at all and that can lead to its own sets of problems or it can lead to a later in life like backlash where um well his his sense of anger and uh, misogyny go through the roof so that's that's what you want what you want to be avoiding (laughs) so really it's really about um uh that wholeness again like helping him be in touch with, with his uh, emotional body as well as uh, hopefully uh, having a, a male figure or or more than one in his life who can be a positive influence for him on, you know, the uh, healthy aspects of his masculine essence.
0: Yeah. And I guess it would also be like – talking about all of their emotions, like whether it's anger or love or fear or like a- all the emotions, just having like open dialogue, I think is, well, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm just loving as much as I can and, you know, just trying to be supportive of whatever their feelings are and really validate those feelings.
2: Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Um, uh, making sure that he, he's not feeling judged for what he's feeling and allowed to, to feel what he's feeling. And again, there, there's a difference, though, between... Uh, being in touch with or feeling your emotions and being ruled by your emotions. So you can, you can stifle your emotions, you can be ruled by your emotions and you can learn how to be with your emotions and yet still be grounded in yourself so that you can still be in conscious choice of what you do with the messages of your emotions, rather than just being reactive from whatever you're, you're feeling emotionally. Right. Hmm.
1: Let's talk about um, healing, right, from your past. This transformation also comes from a place of healing, I'm assuming, of recognizing past pain and learning how to deal with it, which is something that men have a tendency to get looked down on for, for doing. How important is it to come to terms with, with things in your past and, and to heal from them? And and what do you suggest men do to, to heal from their past?
2: Yes, yeah, that's great. Um... Well, I, yes, I think it's enormously important. I, I believe that we pass trauma down generationally until somebody has the courage to end that cycle, to do deep introspective work, to do deep healing work, to do psychotherapy or somatic work, whatever it is, to, like, to break those patterns. And so I think as men, we have a particular tendency to feel like, you know what, like, I'm over it. Like, you know, just let me bury, uh-huh. bury it, armor, armor up and move on, you know, plow ahead. And that's actually, that's, yeah, that's actually why we have a hard time feeling because we build up all this armor so that we don't feel this tremendous pain that's just buried in there. And so that, that process, that healing, it, it can be difficult. It, you know, it can hurt. It can hurt quite a bit at first. And if you're not supported or don't have the proper tools around, it can be very difficult. So uh, this, with this type of path, I highly recommend having support, professional support, community support. And, uh, but if, if you're a father, particularly, I'm a, I have two young children now myself, they have motivated me like nothing else to do any and all remaining healing work that I have to do because I know that whatever I don't take care of within me, I'm just leaving for them to have to deal with later in life. Hmm. Yeah.
1: And I think it's so important too, right, to, to come to terms with your past too, because suppressing your emotions whether it's anger, sadness, uh, grief, or frustration, has been known to lead to physical stress on your body. Um, and it, it also can affect your blood pressure, your memory, your self esteem. Um, so, you know, those are, are, are important reasons as well to, to deal with your past. Yeah, and I do find that, you know, men have a hard time asking for help and, 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 Oftentimes in relationships, I mean, it's, it's or when they end relationships, right, they have a hard time moving past. They carry that baggage from one relationship to the next, which is something that I tend to notice, like, which I find is very dangerous as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not, uh, I can't say that women don't do the same. I think that they often can. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, but I feel the-
1: like women have a big support system and we talk That's it true.
2: out. Like when we have an issue,
1: we talk it out. I would call my friend Joan, for example, and say and cry it out, and say, Joan, I did this and that and this yeah. is what happened and you know yeah. and, and we and that's why I feel like we heal quicker.
2: Yeah. But and we're again we're just supposed to just toughen toughen up, get over it and you know, uh just maybe uh maybe drown it all out in alcohol or in new women. Mm-hmm. So I, not find,
0: I know a lot of guys that are more open to communicate now, like whether it's with a We're group difficult. of guys or they'll find like a, a girl or a girl who happens to be a friend and they do share more. Like maybe it's just because I'm getting older and, and my group of friends is getting older. Maybe they're starting to get it. But, you know, there are a lot of men out there that are that I think are learning this
2: through whatever. Yeah, I actually think it's—I think it's actually happening even more generationally. You know that as we go, it looks to younger and younger. Men—they are—they're better at this. Hmm. Well, that's good. I yeah, I might be optimistic, but I believe that's what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: All right. So, how can changing uh, to this evolved masculine archetype uh, help to foster healthy relationships with women?
2: Yeah, well, you have a deeper understanding of her, you know, because again, the a, a root component of it is this attunement, attunement into self, meaning a, a, a feeling into these uh, subtler messages that are going on inside of you and then extending that outward to be able to feel and tune into what's going on with her, what she's feeling what she 's thinking what she 's needing and yearning from you when something 's working for her and when something 's not working for her, and actually first and foremost noticing and then carrying it up to adjust now these things can be in large covert uh, yeah large ways, but they can also be in very subtle subtle changes again this gets back to the best sex best sex that you 've ever had com- component but, uh when There's when you're tuned into her at that level, when you can even notice every inhale and exhale that she's taking, when you're tuned into your senses and seeing um, all the little things of her beauty and hearing the sounds that she makes and smelling her scent and tasting her skin uh, and feeling every bit of her body. I mean, it is a very different type of sexual experience, a very different type of intimacy and connection.
1: But is that being in touch with your inner feminine when you can do that? Um, I, well, I look it at, it as Sounds like you're talking about tantric right, sex. Like, tantric
2: sex is that
1: what you're? Yeah, you, can say, you there? can say
2: that. You can say that. I think at, at this point in my life, uh, uh, there's a lot of tantric ideals that have just woven into uh, how I approach all different kinds of sex. Um, even the kinkiest kinds can be brought, you can bring that same level of uh, deep attunement and awareness and presence really into.
0: I totally agree. I mean, if you're going to be having sex, like obviously the more aware and present you are, the better that it's going to be. So I'm all for it. I fully agree. Eric, let's talk about you for a second here. What does your relationship with masculinity look like at this point? Ooh. Having said all that about all the sex and everything,
2: <laughs> what, like what have you learned and, and what Just put the me on like? Yeah, well, um, I absolutely love my masculinity today. I love the fierceness that exists within me. I love my intense focus, my drive, my ability to make things happen. I love how since my, particularly since my children were born, how my, uh, how my drive for like protection and providing has skyrocketed, and how it has uh, inspired me to uh, to discover capabilities within myself that I didn't realize I had before. There's so many aspects of my masculinity that I've sunk so much deeper into, and this is the mistake that our culture has. This notion that it that embracing your feminine means that you are less masculine. And I don't believe it has to be that way at all. I think that embracing your feminine can teach you more about your masculinity.
0: Mm, That's a really beautiful point. Thank you for sharing that.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: And I feel like a lot of women feel the same way too, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Joan and I are both in agreement with that.
0: Yeah. It's nice to have a man who's... Fully in his power that's really engaged in you know protecting the family and and you know all of those parts of it are are like i love I love that about my husband, so it's nice to see a man who's who's gotten to that
1: point
2: yeah.
1: you well your husband Joan, is the epitome of of true power that's for sure
2: yeah he is. <laughs> you can just awesome. you can just
1: look at him and go, okay, power,
2: yeah <laughs> right
1: awesome. there. Well, let's talk about that when we come back after the break, discovering your true power, what it means and, and, and how to do so when we come back. Stay with us.
0: Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from SingleInThisCity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
1: We are back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta with Joan Kelly Walker and tonight's guest, Destin Garrick, talking about how men can transform their lives and foster healthy relationships. Let's jump right back in. I want to talk about discovering your true power as this is something that you talk about. Your true power lies within your beliefs. Believe without doubt That you can and will fulfill your desires. Believe so deeply that it creates a level of intensity in your thinking so that your desire becomes a burning obsession, something that you want so badly. Visualize it and emotionalize it like it's happening. I'd love to hear from you what it means to discover your true power and how can you do so? And maybe we can call Joan's husband and ask him after you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he'll probably have different pieces of the puzzle than me. Uh, (laughs) uh, A lot of it has to do with learning to trust in your desire and then being able to uh, follow it without fear. And and maybe without fear isn't quite the right way of putting it. Um, Maybe in despite of when you feel fear. Uh, because going after anything that you want if you want it bad enough there 's some fear in there there 's some fear in there, and the problem with too too many people is they uh, allow that fear to stop them fear of failure uh fear of success and yeah, the truth is that any successful person fails mm-hmm. so the, it 's the people who don 't succeed who don't don't succeed because they 're afraid of failing successful people fail on their way to success. I you totally just agree. keep going. You just yeah, fear, keep going.
1: Right, cuz fear has you the, the power to literally kill your ambitions, all your goals and mm-hmm. your dreams, right? And it it also creates excuses um mm-hmm. that really most of the time seem legitimate enough so that you're you're going to stop taking action and they go back to your comfort zone. So
2: there you go. And success uh, yeah. or access to your power exists outside of that comfort zone. Uh, your your power, the power that I speak of, is uh, not about that power over. Like I feel powerful by making you feel less than or smaller. I actually view that as a false power, uh, usually trying to cover something up. And the power that I speak of really is that that. I, you know, I'm a spiritual guy. <laughs> I believe that at your core there's this there's this essence, the soul, what, whatever you want to refer to it, and that that essence has limitless power and potential, and that life <laughs> ends up uh, leading so many of us to increasingly kind of shrink that. And your power is really about actualization. It's about uh, allowing your essence to come into the fullness of what it is capable of and the fullness of who you are capable of being. And that kind of power only inspires other people to be more.
0: Hmm. And we can all learn from each other. So, you know, one thing that I have observed is that in order to inspire others, you have to be the example. You have to live it. Mm -hmm. Because if you're sitting there saying, oh, you should do this, you should do that, people are going to say, well, what are you doing? So if you just, like, you don't even have to speak. Like, just just live in that way and people will will notice it and observe it and then uh, try and generate that for themselves. Is that, like, would you agree with that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, I think it's why people tune into the two of you even. Meaning by example. Uh, 100%. Yeah, 100%.
1: How about, um, all right, let's talk about, you know, becoming a better lover. How about that? Because we all want to know how to become a better lover. Uh, So you've talked about going through this transformation um, and how it can also help you become a better lover. So how can it do that?
2: Yeah. Well, I would say that in my own life's journey, um, my drive around sex led a lot of my journey. And, uh, and it was through that, that I discovered a lot of my own power. And then I learned how to take that and bring it out into other areas of my life. So again, like the more that you come into this power that we're speaking of, we're really talking about being rooted in your authenticity, your true self, your, your deepest, uh, truest expression of self. And when you are in those places, first of all, you're going to attract uh, well more people, period, and more of the right people for sure, um, because they're attracted to the core of who you are and not some facade that you are putting up. Um, there alone, you're already going to start having better sex. Now combine that with that at, um, getting out of the getting out of the mental and actually feeling more deeply into your your body body. and with that feeling more deeply into her body, Uh, not being in, you know, your likely pornified fantasy mode or your critiquing mode of her or yourself. All of these things, all of these things can really interfere with the type of sex that we're really longing for.
0: Hmm. But, uh, you know... Okay, I just I've been married like twenty years, and people would say, "Well, if you're with someone for a long time, like, can you maintain that hyper sex?" Well,
2: so I'm—I've uh, been with my uh, wife for seven years, and we've known each other for seventeen. And maintain—I uh, don't know if that's exactly the right word for my experience. My experience of marriage, and you—you've been at this longer—is that it has many chapters. You yeah, know, it, it goes through ver- various cycles. We've had periods of absolutely mind-blowing sex. We had periods that things got a little like in the rut and that we we couldn't break out of. And then we busted through and opened into new layers of depth and wildness together as well. Yeah, and so I think that that it's good to to know that there, like, particularly if you are in some horrible rut, that is possible to still move out of it. Um, Contact me, I'm very good at helping you do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the beauty of marriage. You know, There's this, you have a lifetime to be in this exploration, and our sexuality is something that you can explore throughout an entire lifetime and always discover more. Yeah.
1: We need to take a break. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation on becoming a better lover when we come back.
0: Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Hey, we're back. This is the Dating and Relationship Show, Global News Radio 640 Toronto with Laura Bellata and Joan Kelly Walker tonight and our special guest, Dustin Garrick. Getting back to our chat on how men can become the best lovers ever. <laughs> Let's get back at it. Okay, so
0: before the break, we were talking about people that are in long-term relationships, however you define that, whether it's 20 years or six months. Um, but, you know, you said, Justin, that there's different chapters of love, and your sex life will go up and down, you know, according to the chapter. So if a couple comes to you and they say, you know, we hit a wall, how do you approach that? Like, I know you're you're a coach and you, you help people work through this, but, like, what what would they expect?
2: yeah well I'm gonna start with the ideal then, which is um, come out on a retreat like leave your home environment where you're in your where you're in your run you're in your habits with one another and step into a, a a different world um with this kind of guidance, whether myself or some uh, other expert, ideally, as well as ideally with the other couples who are on the same journey, who are all there because they are committed to like, no, we want, we want something else. We want something more and we want it now. And when everybody is focused that way and there is that professional guidance, you're going to find it. Um, You know, we will provide a variety of tools, but a lot of it is just creating the space for the two of you to be in focused connection with one another while learning new tools to be... To explore with. Uh,
1: now, you also mentioned that men, like women, can have multiple and different kinds of orgasms, including non ejaculatory orgasms, and don't even necessarily have to ejaculate to achieve satisfaction. How does this work?
2: Yeah, well, first, I can. Uh, can say that they've had ejaculations before that were not particularly satisfying. So uh, all we're talking about really is flipping that and experiencing the orgasm, the the flood of pleasure or high sensation through the body without the ejaculation. Um, or the emission of the fluid from the body. So by by learning to separate, which again is rooted in this tuning into your body and noticing things that you're probably not currently noticing, you can learn to channel this sexual energy in different ways. And I get asked sometimes, oh, well, are they as good as ejaculatory orgasms? And I'm gonna say, well, some of them are as good, some of them aren't as good, and some of them are so much better. You know, there's an entire range of you know, ways of of orgasms that we're capable of, just as women are capable of. I mean, it, it does take it does take a commitment to learn. It does, but the uh, the fruit of it, the results, are something you can reap for the rest of your life.
1: Well, I'm sure there are some hmm. men listening that want to learn. Do you have any tips on how men can achieve multiple orgasms?
2: I, I can, but not. Uh, there's limits in what I can share in a minute or two. But uh, I will say that as starting points, at starting points, uh, start to really tune into your breath and the like, muscular tension in your body. Uh, most men, as they start to get more and more aroused, their breathing starts to become more rapid and more shallow, or they even start to hold their breath simultaneously, they start to create tension in their body, particularly in their abs, their pelvic floor muscles, their buttocks, their inner thighs. That's fine and dandy if you want to ejaculate because that's what it will make you. But if you're not wanting to do so, instead, practice relaxing in the face of pleasure instead of tensing in the face of pleasure. So practice slowing down and deepening your breath, especially relaxing on that exhale and then uh, focusing on On those muscles in the the body and letting them go, releasing, relaxing on each of those exhales. Combined, that alone can go a long way towards helping them last longer in bed. And it's it's ground zero on that path to becoming multi-orgasmic.
1: Any other tips? We still have time.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah get on my wait list for my second this is an
1: important question Uh, (laughs) this is an important question, how many men don't want to know how to have multiple orgasms
2: so so one of the other major wonderful things about it, besides A, your own pleasure as a man but also being able to ride multiple orgasms along with your partner Uh, so if you've ever had the experience of, uh, okay so she's having all these orgasms great but you're like, and I'm one and done, this this can change that dynamic and allow you to uh, kind of ride these multiple hives together. So uh, the four primary tools we work with are breath, sound, movement, and visualization. Visualization, I just mean like imagining in your mind. Um, And Uh, a lot of men are learn to be silent when it comes to sex and pleasure. And uh, that actually, again, further helps uh, stifle sexual energy or kind of keep it in the groin and when all the all your sexual energy all the pleasure build up is just like stuck in uh in your groin then that's a pretty small container build up quickly and you pop Instead, you're teaching yourself for your entire body to be that container for your sexual pleasure and your sexual energy. So there's this phrase, uh, nerves that fire together, wire together. So you're training your entire nervous system that it is part of your sexual experience and part of your orgasmic experience. So everything is touched along with your genitals uh, so that your body learns all interconnected. And imagine with your mind's eye, Sending this, this pleasure as it's being generated in your groin up through your body using breath, like inhaling it up, uh, using sound on your exhales, uh, you know, letting yourself be heard. Find, find ways to express your pleasure vocally and explore that, have fun with that, and move. A lot of men are very stuck uh, in their hips, very tight in their hips, as well as in their, in their back spinal cords. So the more you can open those up, uh, the more easy it is for that sexual energy to flow as well. So mm. you work with these four tools together, and that is a gateway. But I've, you know, I've spent a decade building out a process that takes people across a 12-week step-by-step journey so that by the end of it, you get it. It's, it's a commitment, and it's worth mm. it.
0: You must have a happy wife.
2: <laughs> I do, and, and she makes me very. She makes me very happy.
1: Man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, um, and gentlemen. I hope that tonight's episode was enlightening for you. Where can we learn more about you and
2: your program? Yeah, you can find all of that uh, at evolvedmasculine dot com, or find me on social media either looking for evolved masculine or my name Destin D E S T I N, Garrett G E R E K. I'd love to connect. Beautiful. And
1: Joan, where can uh, people get a hold of you? I'm at joankellywalker.com or
0: on Instagram, Joan Kelly Walker Official.
1: And if you want to chat more with myself, you can follow me on Instagram at Official Laura Bellotta on Clubhouse Laura Bellata. And you can check out my website, singleinthecity.ca. See you next week for another amazing show. Ciao, everybody.